Thanks for listening to this podcast from Christ Church of Orinoco. Our hope is that it would help you discover completeness in Jesus. Now for this week's teaching. Welcome to the Pathways Podcast. I am Scott Insminger, and again with Mr. Peter Buckland as we continue talking about the spiritual pathways. Uh, we are talking about prayer, and we, Peter, as we get going with this, why don't you just quickly just give a little bit of an overview of what prayer is as mm-hmm. we start before we dive, dive into solitude. Yeah, uh, prayer has a lot of different descriptions and People will talk about it in many, many different ways. And for the purpose of our focus on pathways, uh, we're talking about prayer as our emotional connection that we have with God that brings us peace and spiritual security. So solitude, talking about Mm -hmm. this as we're going to be diving into this a little bit today. First of all, why is that important in our prayer life? But what is solitude, Mm -hmm. I guess, as we start talking about this during our prayer life? Yeah. Um, Solitude is really being able to focus in on who God is, no matter where we are. Now, we often think of solitude as um, this place that we go to that is very desolate. And um, solitude is a place where we get to be alone with God. And uh, solitude is often paired with silence. And silence means that I'm going to still all the noise, and I'm going to still my mind, and I'm going to really focus in on who God is and on his attributes and what he means to me. And I'm going to allow for God uh, through his word, uh, maybe through praying and sitting and asking for direction for him to be able to begin leading me in certain ways. And when solitude and silence are paired together, This is what so many people in the history of the church say is actually the beginning of spiritual growth because the solitude is just shutting down um, all of the outside activities and noise and silence is really trying to focus in on my own relationship with God. So I could practice solitude in the middle of a crowd because I could disengage from that crowd, I could close my eyes, I could just begin focusing in on my relationship with God and um, gain a benefit from doing that. I could also practice solitude by just going out on a trail somewhere in town and walking by myself. Or I could even have solitude walking with somebody and we just decide that we're not going to be talking for a little while and we want to spend this time with our own experience with God. So we're shutting down noise, we're shutting down a lot of... um, interaction, and we're just going to be focusing in on our relationship with Christ. Whenever we see the example of solitude throughout the Gospels, um, Jesus is the one that we can keep pointing back to that he goes and was in solitude, especially when life was feeling craziest for him, is where he began to do that. Um, Just expand on that, just that example of Jesus Mm -hmm. and and the reason why he even did that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think one of the important considerations that we can make about who Jesus is for us is that he also models a healthy way of living. And he took time in order to commune just with the Father. He had an extremely busy schedule. Uh, He had a public ministry. He had people clamoring for his attention. He walked wherever he went, he traveled in groups, and 
What happens when we're around people all the time and we have a lot of input is that we can lose a focus on ourselves and we lose kind of the center of our lives. That is, who do I really want to be? Not who do I have to be for this person and who do I have to be for that person and what do I have to do with this kind of information? And solitude just silences all of that. And it lets me pull back and it lets me consider what truly is the most important aspects of my life. Who do I want to be as a son or a daughter of God? Who do I want to be for my neighbors right now at this time with the virus? Who do I need to be for my children so that I have the emotional energy to deal with the stresses and strains? And what happens when we pull away and we move in with God, it's like we go right into the throne room, which is really a a cool example and an idea from um, Hebrews chapter 4, the last two verses of that chapter, uh, 15 and 16, it talks about how when we pray, we like get to go into the throne room of God and that we are in his presence. And solitude gives us that opportunity to just silence everything around us and to visualize being with God in, in whatever way we can do that and allows for us to have this sense of presence and connection. And without it, then we're just running from activity to activity or thing to thing or emotion to emotion. And what happens is, is when we're able to to silence all of that and get into our relationship with the Lord and we have our practice of prayer there, that there's really great benefits that happen. We we often will notice uh, our breathing goes down and it's more relaxed. Our blood pressure can go down. Our focus increases. Our ability to keep our mind on spiritual matters increases. We can ask God to help us to make it through the day. And I know there are times that I have practiced solitude and as soon as it's over with, my life gets really, really chaotic. But I can handle it better. It's not like some magic panacea that my life is going to be wonderful and I'm going to be perfect 100% of the time because I'm not going to have that happen. But what I can happen is have energy and strength and spiritual nourishment. Mark, Mark calls it our daily bread. What do I need in my own spiritual nourishment to deal with what I'm facing today? And solitude gives me an opportunity to get in the presence of God, to receive from Him in this really amazing way of saying, Lord, I just really need you to help me and support me and I've got a really crazy day and I'm going to be out of touch with you a little bit because I've got so much that's on my mind, I get distracted, so I'm going to apologize in advance, but I need you to help me to get through this day. And when you look back on the day, they actually can go better that way. Cutting through the noise is huge. and. Uh, that that leads me to the uh, next part of the prayer, just of a different uh, way to have prayer as an important part of your life and helping cut through some of the noise yes. and helping you prior, uh, prioritize things is fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, what exactly is fasting as we get started talking about it right now? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. right now. So when what, we, what is it? When we think of fasting, we often think of not eating. But okay. fasting is bigger than that. Uh, Fasting is when you and I essentially give up something that we depend on in a regular way in order to spend that time being dependent upon God. So what we're doing is we're stopping one dependence in order to feel its loss, to remind us that we truly are dependent on God. And food is the number one thing, of course, that people will fast from, but we can fast from technology, 
We can fast from certain kinds of foods. Sometimes because of medical conditions, we can't abstain from all kinds of foods, but we can begin to pull away from certain foods. We're in the Lenten season and people will often give up something for Lent and that's a form of fasting, something that's meaningful to us that we miss in our daily interaction. Like a lot of people will give up coffee or they'll give up chocolate or they'll give up desserts or they'll give up a certain kind of food or restaurant or something that they often will participate in during the week because it will remind them just in a little bit of a way of the sacrifice of Christ um, in, in the Lenten season. And when you're looking at fasting overall, what you're saying is, Lord, I, I do rely on, on my social media. I do rely on Instagram. I do rely on the television. I do rely on whatever it is. And I need to rely on you. And so you pull away in order to get closer to God. And that's really what fasting is all about. So, And you can't just fast from the things you already don't like to do, right? Correct. Okay. Sorry, Scott. All right. Sure. all right. Well, I thought I'd ask. So in fasting, Matthew chapter 6, this is, you know, Jesus talking here. He says, uh, and when you fast, so that's mm-hmm. just assume we're going to do it. Yes. Uh, but he also talks about the, the importance of maybe not the whole world knowing that you're doing this. Yes. Why, why is that important that he even put that in there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jesus is does not advocate showiness. Okay. And our faith is not to draw attention to ourselves. So let me try to explain it like this. Um, when we get close to Christ and we become more Christ-like, people are going to notice that we are more patient or we are more merciful or we are more kind than what we normally are or have been. And the Holy Spirit is the one that begins to turn the spotlight in people's mind to notice that something is actually going on. But when I draw attention to myself and I say, hey, I'm fasting today because I love Jesus, it ruins that moment because it looks like fasting becomes self-serving. It's like the person that walks around with a new haircut hoping everyone notices, yes. hey, did you get a haircut? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, same kind of thing. So you yeah. just get a haircut and people notice it and it's great and it's yeah. fine. But if I'm doing that to gain attention, yeah. I'm actually not practicing the kind of humility that Jesus did. Jesus didn't do a miracle just because somebody said, hey, Jesus, I need you to do a miracle, hop to it. He did a miracle that would benefit somebody and then he just let the chips fall where they would fall, and he doesn't want us to draw attention to ourselves because that actually is counterproductive for us. We are to live our lives uh, serving the Lord and living living in such a way that the Holy Spirit can transform us from the inside out and out of people saying, you know, you seem a little different or you seem to be really peaceful right now. How can you be really peaceful? In that moment, that's where we can begin to open up and say, well, you know, I don't, I don't talk a lot about this. Um, unless people ask, but I have this relationship with Christ, and I've been praying an awful lot lately, and and I've also been fasting because it helps me to not be so anxious. Because when I don't eat lunch, then I can take that time to really pray and ask for God to help me, and it it helps focus my day for the rest of the day right now while I'm so stressed out. Just a reminder of the dependent of being dependent on God yes. more than things of this world. So as we've talked about fasting today, just want to kind of recap a little bit of what we've uh, gone over with it, uh, with fasting. Just three reminders. Fasting brings us closer to God uh, and helps us to get centered on God. Yes. 
uh, fasting teaches us to, to depend on God more than the things of this earth, and then mm-hmm. fasting also teaches discipline. And the last part that, that you just said in your last statement was you just said while fasting, people may read their Bible more, may pray, or more worship with that. It's using that time in a productive way also, correct? Yes, yes. You stop doing one thing in order to do more of a good thing. Okay. And so fasting, I think, allows for us to really pursue God um, in a more intimate and personal way. And that is one of the greatest benefits that we have in fasting. It's not just not doing something, it's doing something else instead. So while my stomach is growling during the day, I'm reminded on my dependency on God. But during the meal time when I would normally be eating, that's when I'm taking in spiritual nourishment. Or when you're feeling that need that you're I'm, I'm going to stay away from social media yes. and you're going, I really want to go look and see what's going on. Yes. It's just like, no, I'm going to open up and I'm going to read my Bible right now or I'm going to pray right now or or I may sing a song right now or journal. It's just making sure that we're... Uh, it's being intentional with what we're wanting to do with it also. Yes, and having a plan in advance. Yep. Because you and I have automatic habits. Okay. And if I'm on my phone a lot during the day and I decide, well, I'm going to fast from a particular app that I use a lot, I will find myself looking on that app unless I do something to catch it and determine that every time that I'm going to look at that app, I'm actually going to do something else, read my Bible or pray or um, call somebody or do something else instead, I'll find myself just failing at it because I have trained myself to use certain kinds of apps or certain kinds of media, for example, is what we're talking about, and I'll just automatically go to it. So if I'm going to fast, I need to actually plan what am I going to do during the time that I would actually be online or eat my lunch or spend time watching television, whatever it would be, or else I'm going to feel that loss and I could just end up skipping fasting because I don't know what else to do. Okay, so as we um, are ending this podcast talking about prayer uh, and uh, we've talked about solitude and we talked about fasting, as we end this, if someone's never fasted before Mm -hmm. uh, from anything, what would be uh, a step that they could take over the next week? Um, to try fasting? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that you should skip one meal. Okay. And during that one meal skip, whether that's a half an hour or an hour, is that you would do your devotional time during that time or uh, make a prayer list or um, really try to memorize a portion of scripture, something that you know you're going to do. If you are going to fast from television viewing, in the evening past 8 o'clock, for example, then you need to figure out what am I going to do instead, Uh, whether I'm going to read my Bible, whether I'm going to talk to people and see how they're doing, whether I'm going to spend time with my family. But somewhere, even during that fast, I need to have some time with the Lord because it's not only not doing something, but it's doing it's replacing that with something really good, and we don't want to leave the Lord out of maybe a long time. So if you don't go to bed till midnight and you stop watching TV at 8 and you fast in the evening, then you want to spend some of that time with the Lord also, as well as other kinds of good activities that are going to be beneficial for you. Anything else you want to say about this before we finish this up? Don't quit. Okay. It's really easy to be frustrated uh, with solitude and fasting. Because if people haven't built it into their lives, it's going to feel really, really weird. So it will take a good solid three weeks to four weeks 
to begin to build a habit where you can feel like, oh, I can remember to do this. So if you get going and you forget, then give yourself a break because you've trained yourself to do something else other than these, and it will just take a while to figure it out. So I always tell people, if you're going to start a new habit, then give yourself at least six weeks to be able to get that habit going. So if you're going to fast one meal a week, for example, um, then give yourself six weeks before you actually have that fast kind of figured out. And if you're going to start to practice solitude and you fail for the first week or two, don't quit. You've got to figure out what is the right blend, what is the right way for me to do that right now. And it's kind of like shooting a moving target. and You just have to adapt as you go along. But don't quit. Just keep trying. And I think that's the biggest, best piece of advice you could give right now on this, any of this, whether it's reading your Bible, begin to pray, mm-hmm. is just to keep trying. Even when you mess up, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Keep going toward the goal of being closer to Jesus. And that's hard for us to do sometimes because we do fail and we make mistakes with it, or maybe it becomes a little bit selfish at times. But mm-hmm. the Lord speaks to us and recognizes that. And as long as we keep seeking Him in this, it's just going to be huge in yes. our journey. Thank you again for talking about this and being open and honest and just helping us all understand what it looks like for solitude and for fasting. And everybody, we'll be back next time. And uh, thank you so much again for listening to the Pathways podcast. Thanks again for checking out this podcast. We hope this teaching helped you to discover completeness in Jesus and encourages you to help others do the same. For more resources or to learn about Christ Church in general, visit us online at cco.church.